Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank. My friend Tim is not here this week, but I'm very excited to say that friend of the show, Scott, is here. Hi, I'm not Tim. Not Tim. <laughs> not, not Tim. Tim. Not Neither one of us are Tim, even though we both podcast with Tims regularly. Yes, and I've podcasted with both Tims. Oh, yes, we both have. I know, it's weird. It's confusing when they're both there and you'd say Tim and then the, okay, you're Tim Prime and you're Tim, it's, it just gets, it's a whole thing. It's the multiverse. It's, it's the just, multiverse. Just... There's lots of complexities. It gets all time, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. You know, it's 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 hard to understand. Scott, thank you for joining us uh, today here on Supergirl TV Talk. I am thrilled to have you here on the show. I'm excited to be here because there are so many firsts involved in this episode there's the first time I'm podcasting with you sober. That's a first. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> That's true. Because every time we've podcasted up until now has been somehow Beer with Geeks related. Right? It, no, it actually has been Beer with Geeks. Well, there was, there was the crossover we did. We were on Suicide Squadcast, your show, and then we did Beer with Geeks. I know. I still count that. You okay, know, yeah, like, I, was, I was still – I was real. I mean, that was two shows back to back. I was really gone by Beer with Geeks. <laughs> So we did that, and then you joined me for an episode of Beer Geek several months back, and now here we are. Not not drinking yeah. beer. And the other first is the first time we're going to talk about Supergirl, and it's not a crossover. There we go. That's right. I mean, every time I've talked about it, it was like World's Finest, Invasion, Duet, Crisis on Earth X. This is just a regular episode. I don't know what to do myself. Regular, you know, well, I, I may not I may not be the uh the guys from the DC TV Squadcast, but I, I hope I hope that uh I can I can do my best to kind of fill that void in your heart for you. Oh, you, 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 you're, you're, you have a permanent place. In oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Um, cool. Well, uh, the people who have a permanent place in my heart are the people who email us at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. And I would love to read a couple of the emails that we got from them. Um, so if you'll permit me, I'm going to, I'm going to open up the mailbag and let's, let's take a look. So this first one comes from Rachel. Uh, Rachel says some very nice things about being glad that uh, Supergirl the show is back and Supergirl TV, TV Talk is back. So thank you, Rachel. Rachel, that's very kind of you. Um, she offers a slight correction on the math that I used last week to determine Wynn's age. I love these corrections because I'll throw these things out there and then someone will keep me honest and I, I, I love it. So uh, Rachel says, uh, I base it off of the incident with the car accident, which happened when Wynn was nine, and I determined that if it was 20 years later, then he must be 29. However, Rachel says, I believe when Wynn had said it been 20 years, he meant that it was the length of time since he'd last seen his mother and therefore 20 years since she abandoned him, which took place when Wynn was 11. So that makes him 31 at the time of this episode. And since Jeremy Jordan's 33, it makes sense to have him be that age. Certainly makes more sense than Lena being apparently 10 years younger than Katie McGrath. Uh, love the podcast. Can't wait to see what's in store for future episodes. Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate that. Um, I'm wondering if you're the same Rachel who wrote in to Shoe Krypton uh, and uh, an episode we recently released where you uh, set the record straight on on some Supergirl stuff that I uh, I had misstated. So I, I bet you are. And if so, thank you. Either way, thank you for, for the corrections. If there's a whole army of, of awesome Rachels out there listening to these shows and watching these shows and and and, and, and setting setting the record straight, then, then so much the better. I, I love listener ombudsman. They're, they're, uh, yes. They are the best. They are yes, the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's because at least when you get back and do a do a correction, at least y your stupidity is not living on forever in that one episode. You're like, nope, right. nope, we fixed it. We figured it out. Thank you I, very much. I love it. I've I've been that listener. Um, I listen to many podcasts myself, and I, I if I hear something, I'm like, ah, that, that that's not quite right. So I, I appreciate it when someone does that for me because you know we can't we can't always be right. We can't always remember every detail. Um, and and luckily we've got uh, so many amazing listeners doing that for us. So thank you, Rachel. Uh, this next email comes from Cloud, who says, "Quick observation: You build a high tech building with lead lined walls, a nuclear core of some kind, and a plasma cannon." But you forget to put locks on the armory door. 
So <laughs> when when stealing the the weapon last week, the handgun last week, before he goes, oh, it, was off the mo- the- it was the mom. The mom. Oh, you're right. Wins mom. You're right. Wins mom. Uh, it was yeah. Win Win with the gun on this episode. Um, but Win's mom stealing Mary just just swiping that swiping that handgun like it's no problem. But he's <laughs> Cloud is so right. Um, yeah, like this high tech DEO building. It's it's a secret government organization, uh, and and somehow they just don't put any locks or any kind of like, you know, biometric authentication to get into the room. Uh, they just they just let that slide somehow. So I don't I don't know how that happens, but okay, you know that's fine. That's fine, I guess. Um, that's it, it's it right is. up there with the security system at Star Labs on the Flash. You know, anyone can walk <laughs> yeah. into that building, or, or Luther just- Corp security on Smallville. It's just it's just anyone walks in and out as they please. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, what is it about DC? They just need to, they need to get their security systems like in check. They really Come do. On, people. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't shouldn't be this hard, guys. Come on. Especially like with all these billionaires and government organizations. Like it should be should be pretty straightforward, I would think. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap it up for emails for now. Thank you so much, everyone who sends us emails at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. We certainly appreciate them. We read everyone. We respond as much as we can, and we read the ones we can on the show. We love you all. Thank you so much for your emails. Before we move on to the recap, I want to say a quick word uh, about Stark Expo Live. Uh, that is the event that we're going to be hosting down in Atlanta this Dragon Con weekend. Uh, it's uh, going to be on September 1st. I believe we've settled on a date, uh, and it is going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of live podcasts uh, and a fundraiser to benefit generosity.org. Um, we are thrilled to be working together with, uh, the guys from such podcasts as with Brian Austin Green, Starkville's House of L, Round Three, the Tenth Wonder Heroes podcast, Geek Out Loud, and the whole Goaliverse. Um, it's going to be a, a a lot of a lot of fun. Brian Austin Green will be there. Derek Russell, uh, Graham Hancock, Steve Glosson, a whole bunch of fantastic uh, podcasters. Live music from Dane Davenport. Um, these are all friends of of this show and 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 podcasters in their own right who are fantastic. Uh, you can sign up if you want to get updates. Uh, tickets will be going on sale very very soon. Uh, one night only, Saturday September first uh, in Atlanta, uh, and there'll be both general admission and VIP tickets going on sale very very soon. So you can go on over to StarkvilleLabs.com slash expo. That's StarkvilleLabs.com slash expo. And uh, you can get all the details there. Sign up, put your name on the mailing list so you're the first to know when tickets do go on sale. Uh, and all the proceeds will be going to generosity.org um, to provide um, water to, to those in need. Um, it, it's it's a fundraiser. You know, any costs above and beyond uh, the the cost is to, to have the event. All the all the proceeds will be going to generosity.org so um that's that's why the tickets are are for sale so check it out it's a night of podcasting for charity uh and uh i'll be there uh we'll be hosting a bunch of shows we'll be having a lot of fun uh it should be a good time so check it out starkvillelabs.com slash expo there's also a link in the show notes um if you want to just access it from there i'm so excited you're gonna be in my backyard i know man and and you have brian austin green which i'm sure a lot of people are like nine two one zero, and i'm like no he's my tallow yeah, he's Metallo. He's Derek Reese from uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Man, I've, I forgot about that for a second. It's more I than just David show. Silver. More than just David Silver. Oh, man. It's gonna that's be exciting. I, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It will. It, I, I know it will. Those guys are actually, it'll be, it'll be the first time I'm meeting most of them in person, but we've been friends for 10 plus years, so it feels like I've known these guys forever. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, why don't we crack open our, uh, you know, I don't have a little red book or a little blue book, but I've got a little black book. Um, I have a Batman book. You I know do. it's kind of the wrong show, but it, it's, 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 it's a notebook. Hey, it's DC. It, it, it's, it's DC. perfectly valid. I, I accept your, I accept your Batman book. Clark has his, Clark has his friend. That's you it. Know, they, they talk about his friend. So I'm like, I, I, I consider this canon. Yeah. Canon. I'm in. I'm in with that. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's crack it open. Let's talk about uh, Supergirl Season 3, Episode 15, In Search of Lost Time. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said that like 
uh, Vincent Price or something. Um, but uh, but there you go. Uh, in Search of Lost Time, uh, this was a really fun episode. Uh, teleplay by Katie Rose Rogers and Nikki Holcomb. Uh, uh, story by Eric Carrasco and directed by Andy Armaganian. And airing on April 23rd, 2018. Bingo. And uh, so this episode sees us beginning with... Lena has Sam in her lab. She says it's day three of of monitoring Sam, and she clearly knows that she's Rain. So that puts to rest that question we've been asking ourselves on this show for for quite some time now. Does she know? Does she just, you know, that whole nine-week hiatus, I was wondering, does she actually know she's Rain, or does she think she knows something, but she's off? You know, she, does she think she knows what's going on, but she's actually wrong? Well, it turns out she knows. Um, and, uh, she's hoping to cure her and she's, she's looking for, for solutions. So she's not, not doing the typical sort of Luther thing of let me put you in my lab and experiment, experiment on you. She's trying to find a cure. I, you know, and I'm still, and I'm, I know this is picky, but I'm still like, how did she know? Like, I know she's Lena. I know she's a Luther, but it was like, that's way, that's, that's a really intuitive leap of logic there for you to figure that one out. I don't know how she did it. I would, I was I, I was glad to get that confirmation, but it was also like, you want to fill me in on how you knew? Yeah, or you, are we sh- just show supposed your work. to go with it? Show your work, Lena. Yes. How'd you get there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if they're still going to share that later, like maybe when Lena probably has to spill the beans to everybody else, or are we just supposed to just go with it and go, yep, it's comic book television. We're just moving on. It's hard to say. I, I hope we'll get an answer, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. While that's all happening, we're back at Kara's apartment. She's throwing a little little party with uh, with with the crew. They're playing charades. Uh, uh, MJ is uh, is is not not you know the, the Martian dad hunter. Uh, <laughs> he's what was the other name that uh, that, that uh, it was like Martian manfather. Yeah, uh, maybe or... that was a manfather. I don't know, but yeah, so he, the. You know, when when of course the the name giver on this show since he's like the Cisco of the show and um maybe not his finest names but that's fine. Um, but MJ is is kind of struggling with the concept of like oh right yeah don't don't shapeshift and don't read minds and oh oops. Um, but it starts off with sort of a, a a fun moment and we see him talking about remembering when Jean was a kid and him having his. His uh, imaginary friend who was an imp from the fifth dimension. And I thought it was going to be mixed Spitalik, but it turns out it's someone named Zook. I just, I just love, I just love the, uh, the harassment that John got I know, from that. I know. And, and, and watching, and, and watching Mira and like really enjoy that. Like, oh yeah, I'm totally giving my son a hard time right now. Right. Those are those moments that just make me adore Carl Lumley in this role. It's like, oh, you're such a dad. He is. I mean, I, I, it goes all the way back for me for Alias when he was kind of like a surrogate father for Jennifer Gardner's character. It's just kind of like you're such a good dad. He is. He is. He's such a. He. You see a. Up up until now, we've seen a very stoic, austere, uh, uh, dignified uh, character from him, but now he's like just sort of like he's a dad. He's funny. He's you know he tells he kind of his dad jokey and and tender towards his son. It was nice to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I just it, and 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 it it's bring and this scene brings back something that you know I really loved in season one, and they've kind of been working to bring it back. It's just those those downtimes, like you, you just see the gang yeah, hanging yeah. out, having a good time. Yeah, between between superheroics, you know, when they're just being themselves and they're just hanging out and you know having a few beers and and, and relaxing together. That's uh, that's the fun stuff. That's that's the stuff that's nice to see. Them just being normal, and then of course you know the the emergency has to you know ruin the fun. Of course, as it always does. And I love how but Kara. I, <laughs> yes, she un- yeah, you slowly unbuttons the shirt instead of ripping it, and they're all staring at her. She's like, "What? I like this shirt." <laughs> and I and I appreciated that so it's much so because good. they're just like, it's like I don't want to sew all those buttons back on. Seriously. <laughs> Because like, and they did it. They did it in such a way where like you, you, we all thought like not just the characters, but we thought that it was going to be a shirt rip. And she's like, "What? I like this shirt. Why would I? Whatever, guys. You know, come on. It's not practical. I'm not going to be ripping my clothes all the time. And like, honestly, who would just rip their clothes all the time? Ah, oh, the, the, the things you deal with when you're a superhero. I know. I mean, honestly, I know. 
the, hashtag superhero problems. I mean, the 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 bills to your tailor alone must be just astronomical. Oh man! And then we get back to the alien bar, which hey has aliens in it again. I, I know. I, I, I missed my aliens last week. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last few times we've seen the cantina, it's been there's been no aliens in sight. But but yeah, it was back to it was back to its old tricks. And uh, we had a. Now I want to make sure I say this right. Was it Kalinorian? Kalinorian, Kalinorian, yes. which I know is a is a species from DC Comics. Though, to be perfectly honest, I I don't know that I'm super familiar with them. Uh, but I recognize I, I recognize the name. But there were, it sounded familiar, but I know zip. I don't know much so. about them. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. I, I don't. It's probably one of those things that we've heard referenced in either in this show or in other shows, just sort of in passing before, and that's why it sounds familiar. But um, I don't know much about their history. Maybe, maybe yeah, somebody listening knows and wants to email us. But, um, I know this is this is prime email material it is. right here. It is. Yeah, we're the ombudsman. We're asking for you. <laughs> Um, I totally got a uh, Superman three callback in this in this scene. Totally. Did you did you get okay? I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that with the with the photo booth. The I was photo like, booth, the the quipping, you know, like the I had the high score in that game, like all that stuff was was very much very much uh, cut from the same cloth as Superman three. Kind of that jokey, uh, you know, very like silver agey comic book uh, type of take on on things. Oh yeah, like they're all you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the and I love the picture. I mean, the picture is just hilarious. Where you see Carl like splatted up against the I camera, know. and then yo know, yeah, that was funny. I got it got a chuckle out of me. I have to oh, admit. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, no, that was that was funny. It was cheesy, but it was funny. Uh so good. Um, and, and moving on from that, so basically, what we get out of that is there's the the Kalinorian. She went. She went kind of kind of off the rails and started attacking in the bar. They bring her back to the CEO. Jean says, you know, Mercury is in retrograde. Um, that's that's what's happening. And they're like, what? Like like the astrology thing? And he's like, well, no, it actually affects their, their like, brainwaves. But sure, yeah, astrology, whatever. <laughs> so there's <laughs> an actual biological reason why Kalinorians are affected by Mercury, Mercury being in retrograde. And that's his, uh, his first theory on, uh, or at least that's, that's what he makes us believe. Well, and I was kind of curious from that point, like after what we learned later on, it's like, did he really believe that, or was that or was he already starting to cover up at that point? I, that was a question I had. I think he was already starting to cover up because I feel like the conversation he has with his father, uh, we can maybe we can get into that. Um, you know, he says, he says uh, uh, to his dad, like, you know. While you were while you were doing the like the prayers and like the exercises on your mind, basically MJ is doing these prayers and these these reciting these these chanting um, because it, it'll it'll move the, his memories from like the parts of his brain that are decaying to the part of his brain that's healthy, uh, but it's having some kind of psychic effect on others and in this case in the Kalinorian. I think Jean knows it and he's still trying to protect his father and, and trying to reverse it while he you know, before it's too late, so he figures like ah, a little white lie about the Mercury retrograde thing. While maybe that's true, I have a feeling he knows that's that's what it was. Okay. I I'm, I was glad that you weren't that we're on the same page about that. Cause I after what gets revealed later, I was like, ah, this smells like BS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's he's kinda he's trying to cover it up so that uh so that, that his father doesn't need to be you know, sent away or something. So he tells his dad, you know, be careful. This is having an effect. Um, so like, watch out. Um, but, but back at the, back at the DEO, Monel is showing the team, you know, there's rivers of blood, like all these things that pestilence will, will, um, will do if rain and purity find her, uh, and pestilence, as we learned last week, will become blight in the future. So Supergirl wants to train to learn, you know, we, we saw last week where Monel was using his cape for all these fancy tricks. She wants to learn the tricks. She wants to learn his like future fighting style, the stuff that he's learned. Uh, and he says, I think it's time for you to become a legionnaire, which is exciting. Oh man, that, 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 get, that gets an old tingle up my it, spine. Right? I, I, it does. It, it does. Especially if you know the comics and you know the history there, it's just like, yeah, 
you know, like this, this is where you, when, when they introduced Monel in season two and they hinted at, you know, you saw the Legion ring. It was like, this is the kind of stuff we've been like on edge for. Like, right. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. That's the stuff that I want. I want that. Give me that comic book goodness. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we go over to Lena's lab and this was a, this was an interesting scene, I thought, because Sam doesn't want to hear it. Right. And it's like Lena totally explains, you know, you're meta, you're going through a metamorphosis on a cellular level, which I liked that explanation. I like that better than the, than the just straight up, you know, dissociative identity disorder idea yeah. the fact that sometimes she's vulnerable and sometimes she's not i like the way that there is like an actual like molecular change that happens to her when she switches from sam to rain i you know that's really good comic book science to me yeah i i love that it's like she said that it was she she was her blood work was normal and everything but her cells cell division was more like insects going through metamorphosis Oh, yeah. Which and is, then I also love the fact that Lena was smart enough that you guys have been asking this on the show. It's like, is anybody going to piece together? Oh, Sam has a blackout. Oh, Rain shows up. Right. I love the fact that somebody finally put the – and, of course, it would be Lena. Someone finally put those two together. And honestly, Thank you, Lena. You know, honestly, Scott, that's probably that's probably how, how she figured it out. Like when we were talking a few minutes ago about how did she how did she figure that out, like that's probably it. She probably noticed that the blackout's – and lined up perfectly with with Rain's appearance and also the fact that they look exactly alike. <laughs> because even in those images, she's showing Sam pictures of Rain wreaking havoc on National City, right? And Sam's like, no, it can't be true. It's not me. It's like, you're looking at a picture of yourself and you don't think it's you? Come on. Oh, come on. And, 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 and I mean, you're just you're just one step above a domino mask with that thing that you wear. Let's, uh, let's yeah, be honest with ourselves. Barely. Barely a step above. I mean, it's basically a domino mask. So it's like, come on, you don't recognize yourself. Come, come on. But uh, but okay, she's in denial and she doesn't want to believe it. Um, Monel uses this really cool hologram that Brainiac Five cre- uh, created for him, uh, basically piecing together every piece of uh, like surveillance footage of Rain's fight with Supergirl. And yeah, in my no- in my notes, I called it studying game footage. That's yeah, actually that's what exactly I called what it. it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like the coach looking at that. You know, we're we're looking how how to running plays with the with the team, like studying the game footage. They they analyze Rain's fighting style and they say, okay, her footwork is is you know not really fancy. So like, let's let's get you, let's beef you up on that, and then you can when she goes low, you can go high, and like it's a smart strategy. So they start they decide to to train on that. Yeah, and um, I like the and I like the um, the metaphor they use of she's a bull, then you're going to be a bullfighter. That's it. And so then with and the then that kind of with the cape and everything, and it sets up. You know, we'll talk about this later, but it just sets up the the training and then the eventual use of the cape tricks, just yep. like we saw with the T Rex last week. That's right. That's right. A lot of uh, yeah. That that that's actually like the most one of the more fun parts of this episode, I think, actually. Uh, so, yeah, so we talked about how Rain is totally separate from, from Sam, right? And they have totally different DNA. Um, but Sam gets really upset about this, gets kind of defensive. And she says, she, she she says like, you know, if you're an oncologist, you're going to think that everything is cancer. If you're a Luther, you think that everyone's a supervillain, which was so stinging and so cutting. Oh, that was that was a that was low. That that, that was I'm, a low blow. And what gets me is that you and at one point, I mean, in the previous Lena, as I call the Lena Lab scene, it's like she Lena even tells her, "You asked me to help you." Yes. So it, it's it's like, come on, Sam, you're better than this. It it it's it, it's. It leads into what, you know, what happens in the next scene with James. It's like, yeah, you have a problem and you don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. And then you lash out at the one person who you went to and said, I need help. But once you find out what it is, you don't want to deal with yeah. it. You don't, you don't like, you know, help me. Not like that. Um, 
Yeah, she she doesn't like it. I mean, granted, she you know she's a mom and she misses she misses her daughter. She's concerned for her daughter, and all she wants is to be reunited with her daughter. But uh, you know, Lena knows that she can't, in good conscience, let her go back to her life and pretend like none of this is happening because she's killed many many people at this point, and she needs to be cured. Um, hopefully, you know, she's her friend. She wants to cure her and not stop her some other way. But you mentioned that James shows up. He shows up unannounced, and Lena decides to to go see him. You know, last in the last episode, he was trying to track her down, and they they kept kind of missing each other. Uh, so they he just shows up, and he basically. And you know what? I I had no problem with that. No, I I, I, thought, I, had... I, I like I like them. I'm, they're growing on me more and more. And I, I like watching him try to woo her uh, because I, I like that she's in the, the power position and um, that that he is trying to impress her. And, and you know, she's she's a very, very accomplished uh, and very sought after woman. But she still, you know, sees sees something in him and still likes him. And I, I just like watching them uh, flourish as a as a couple. And normally, like if the if the if the guy just sort of showed up at your place of work, you'd be like, "Dude, you know, space or something." Yeah, but chill out. He, sh- chill out. But she was like, "Well, you could have called." And he was like, "I have, I have many for times." A week. <laughs> I mean, I so I just thought I would, you know, you know. And, and the best thing about James is the way he's approaching it. He's just like, "Listen, I'm just concerned." Like, he's not like getting all. He's not getting all up on her grill. He's not all like, "Where are you doing?" He's just like. I miss you. He's not possessive, I just, right? He's not. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He's like, I want to know you're, I just want to make sure you're okay. Which is kind of cool because then Lena trusts him enough to not give him the full story, but give him a vague version of the truth, right. which I think is also very uh, complimentary of Lena that she would at least offer that up instead of just flat out lying. Yeah, exactly. She trusts him enough to tell him sort of, yeah, a, a, shortened uh non-specific version of of what's happening and he you know based on that he says to her you know no matter how bad you want to help somebody sometimes all you can do is hold up a mirror you know they may not acknowledge it but the best you can do is try to show them what it is that you're trying to show them and hope that they eventually come around to, to seeing what's in the mirror and I kind of figured out like what how she was going to use that advice, but she did even she did it even better later on than I thought she was going to. But I like I I loved, but I loved how they 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 really foreshadowed really well with that line, and so can't wait to talk about that part. Yeah, they were pretty pretty explicit about that. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. hammer yeah upside yeah. the head. There exactly you go. exactly yep. Uh, well, uh, f- as as it was foretold last week, Wynn does fix Monel's suit, uh, and so we get to see him in the classic Monel costume. And and Brent and I talked about this last week on the show, but but we had we actually get like a comics accurate Monel costume, which I we've never that, seen in live action before. I was a little disappointed in the reveal though, because I just sort of looked up for my notebook. And was like, oh, oh, there it is. He's in like 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 there, there was no like. There was no fanfare in the music. There was like no slow mo. I'll admit there are tropes I expect. I expect a big fanfare theme. I expect some slow mo. But it's just like, oh no, he's there in his suit. He's just there. Oh, he's there. Oh, oh, okay. But it was a a mighty fine looking suit. I will give it that. They kind of give it more fanfare in like the trailer than they did in the episode itself. Yes, they did, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, it is kind of funny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was a really great suit. I can kind of tell they're repurposing Tyler Hecklin's Superman suit just with a different color scheme, but I don't care. Yeah, it's a very it, it similar design. But it makes sense, right? Sim- because, like, it makes sense that his suit would be based off of Superman's suit. So it should be. You know, it, it should look similar because, like, he's he's following in that tradition of Superman and Supergirl. He's inspired by them, so his costume would be. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just glad to have him in a real suit. Me too. I've I've been dying with the black jumpsuit thing since season two. It's like, no, this is what he should be wearing. Since he showed up, I wanted this suit, so I'm thrilled to finally see it. It's a big payoff after a lot of waiting for me. Oh yeah. And yep. then we get the cape tricks. Then we get the cape tricks with his smart cloth, smart fabric, whatever it is. Uh and he Yeah, he's he's showing her cape tricks, trying to teach her. 
uh, and they start sparring. You know, he's he's trying to teach her what they what they saw based on what they saw in the in the game footage. Um, and meanwhile, there at the EO, MJ starts doing his chanting, his Martian prayers, and it's having psychic effects on a bunch of people at the DEO, including Wynn, who gets into a fight with this DEO agent Demos, uh, and and Ankara as she's training with Monel, and she gets increasingly violent with him, and Wynn escalates with Demos, and to the point where where he pulls a gun on him. Um, eventually, Alex intervenes and and neutralizes win but even she's getting violent and then finally jean puts up this psychic barrier to stop you know this episode from happening and as all this is happening uh mj is you know in a in a private room sort of his prayers are escalating 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 and everyone's getting more and more violent finally jean when he puts up the psychic barrier and stops everything no one knows what's happening obviously he knows and he orders Alex to put up the psychic inhibitors they used when Psy was there back uh, quite some time ago. Was it season season one or season she, two? It, it would be season two, but she's also been back this season. So, I mean, she's still been around. So, I mean, I'm not surprised because technically she's still in the DEO. So I would be she keeping is. those psychic. She is. We yeah. saw her in that episode where, where like the women all teamed up with Livewire and Imra and and then with the Fort Ross, it was Fort Ross. Fort that was actually the name of the episode. Yeah, right? yeah, so, the episode. but yeah, if, if she's still hanging, if she's still being held there, yeah, I keep some psychic inhibitors around. Hell yeah, just in case. Don't trust. You can't trust Sai. You can't trust her. Mm-mm. But yeah, that was that. So that was that was cool to see, and that like the way that the cutting, the intercutting of Kara's fight, you know, sparring with Monel and Win and Demos's fight, like seeing those things intercut with, uh, with MJ's. Uh, you know, chanting was really, really ratcheted up the tension little by little. It was really, really well edited and and well put together, like really nicely constructed. I was, I was, I'm curious about your thoughts about this. I felt a little bit more tension with the Deimos win stuff than I did with Kara and Monel because I felt like while Kara was getting frustrated, she didn't quite get as like over the edge angry. You didn't like, think she was going to kill him. Right, where with Deimos and when I was like, no, someone, someone's going to, if this doesn't stop, someone's going to die. Like the worst Kara ends up doing is punching Monel. Yes, and but Monel can take it. So it it was weird, and I was wondering if that I think led a little credence to this is really this is really her with just a slight push, and she's not being as affected as like the regular old humans are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, and there was also immediately, you know, Alex is questioning Kara, like, was that really the the, the sort of psychic spell that everyone was under? Or do you have some unresolved issues with him? And she's like, no, 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 it was totally the the psychic thing. I No, I'm, we're fine. We're history. We're, we're, we're good. I called him buddy last week. It's all good. Um, like, <laughs> no one believes you, Kara. No, no one, one believes, believes you. you. Um, but then they find, uh, they find the Kalinorian chanting in Martian and they recognize it as Martian and, and we as the audience notice that she's saying the same words that MJ was. So clearly, you know, that, that's, that was the effect, the, the, the cause of all this. Uh, and, and Jean reveals it and confirms it and he says it to, to Kara and Alex after they find the Kalinorian, he, you know, the jig is kind of up and he says like, well, you know, this, here's what's going and he's moving his memories to healthy parts of his brain. Um, and, you know, he has a lot of anger right now because he's so frustrated with what's happening to his body and his brain. And that anger is getting transferred to others, you know, who are nearby. He's more of a prisoner now. And, and if I if I try to help him and, 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 and calm him down, he'll be more of a prisoner now than he was when he was in jail for 300 years with the White Martians. Yeah, but Alex tells that, wonderful well not wonderful but like i can relate to this story about you know she brings back her grandmother who had dementia and how eventually her mom just had to take away her car keys i you know as someone who has alzheimer's in his family the this particular storyline really is kind of um hitting home yeah and so it's very it's very relatable it's very empathetic and it's it's very touching to those of us who have been affected by 
these kind of mental illnesses. And so, you know, I, I really, this, the sympathy is just really on for everyone involved from MJ to John to Alex. It's just, it's just, it's kind of hard. It's, it's not kind of, it's heartbreaking seeing it this going on. It is. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I also have had people in my family who've, who have gone through this kind of thing as well. I mean, down to the details of having to take the keys away from them. And, and yeah, it definitely hits home. It definitely, definitely hits home. Um, and, and she tells that story to, to make a point, you know, that, that sometimes it's hard to make those decisions. And sometimes you, as the adult child, have to sort of step up and, you know, your, your parent took care of you for however long. And then eventually it, it, it becomes time for you to take care of them. And then Kara says that her uncle Jorel, and this got me really, you know, excited. And, and I knew this was, I knew this, uh, I knew this was going to hit you. I knew it was. Her uncle yeah. Jorel used to say, the son becomes the father and the father the son. And that's a direct quote from Superman the movie and Superman Returns. And I, I could hear, I got a chill as I could hear Marlon Brando saying those words. So, so great. Especially, well, especially when you remember the scene that it comes from, which mm-hmm. is, you know, right before he sends the bait, when he sends baby Kal-El in the, in the rocket ship. But I was just like, yep. At first, there was a Superman 3 reference in the bar, and now there's a direct Marlon Brando quote. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Absolutely. Yes, they're doing this. Um, of course, uh, in between these two scenes, you know, there was, there was Alina. Yes. Uh, oh, antagonizing Sam, but for a purpose, yeah. you know, she knew what she was doing. The, she knew what she was doing because she basically wanted uh, Sam to rain out. Yeah. And she was provoking her. Oh yeah. And, oh, it worked. Oh, oh boy, it. boy did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was telling her like Sam just wants to see Ruby, and Lena's saying, "Oh, I'm not letting you near her ever again. You're not fit to be a parent." All this stuff, like really tearing into her and attacking, you know, basically uh, getting at her worst fears, right? Like making mm-hmm. her, uh, giving her her worst fears. And then she, we actually get to see what Sam sees when she blacks out, where she like goes into this like dream state, this dream world. Which we've seen that dream state before earlier in the season. This and this was the we, most we'd seen of it. Well, and th- well, this is the first time that we kind of understand what its what its purpose right. is. And I'm still kind of curious about how it connects to Kara being in a similar dream yes. sequence in like the season premiere. Because I, I want I want answers, Frank. Mm-hmm. Like I because I've never understood why Kara had that. And so I'm trying to figure out, is there some sort of psychic connection? They've never explained it. So now that we know what it is from Sam's point of view, I really want to know what this has to do with Kara and how it's connected to Kara. Yeah, I suspect there's some kind of Kryptonian connection there. Yeah, but uh, but then when she comes back out of it and Lena basically shows her the tape and she gets to see herself shooting off heat ray vision and, you know, speed and like super speeding around the cell and, you know, and I like the little bit where where Lena said I was able to get a sample of Rain's DNA because you were Rain at that time. Right. So we're, so Lena's just keeping the so so like a good Luther, she had like she had like two goals. It was like one get Rain DNA, but two do the showing the mirror to say, do you do you believe me now? Yes. Like look. Yes, but she does. She also says, you know, I, I got your DNA, Rain's DNA. Uh, now we have knowledge, and knowledge is power. Like it's, it's still in a very constructive. Like, yes, she's getting the DNA to, 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 to find out what's what's going on and and try to learn more. But it's also, it's like it's knowledge is power. She's doing it in service of the science, but also because she wants to help her friend. Like it still comes at the end of the day, she is still trying to help. Um, and that's that's sort of. You know, that's the difference between the other Luthers and and Lena is that she is still trying to help somebody. She's not just doing it for power or for glory or to take down, you know, a superhero. It's it's she wants to help this person. It's altruistic. It's It's not narcissistic. Yes, exactly. Every other Luther would be narcissistic about this. Well said. Well said. You should be a teacher or something. Anyway, um, (laughs) why didn't I think of that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um well, we see we see that Kara is starting to get the hang of the cape stuff and the footwork. Uh, she's not not quite there with the cape stuff yet, but she's getting there. 
Um, and she has a, uh, you know, a, a nice short conversation with Monel where she apologizes for punching him and promises that it was just because of the MJ stuff and not because of any unresolved issues between them. Uh, and, you know, like, let's get back to training. But MJ and Jean at the same time are starting to have the difficult conversation. Jean is trying to say, listen, you know, I think we need to think about what's happening here with you. And, and you know, he, he brings him aside to another room and he's basically like, look, I have these inhibitors I can give you that will stop these episodes from happening. And um, But MJ doesn't want to give up his independence. And it's basically what, what Jean had said before. You know, he doesn't want to give up his dignity. He, that's the one thing that he's kept even when he was in captivity. He still had his brain. He still had his mind. He still had his, his dignity and his independence to a degree. And he's not ready to give that up. And he really starts to fight. And, and they have this sort of psychic battle, the two of them. And as they do, like the whole place, the entire DEO, which has apparently more agents in it today than it ever has before, <laughs> everybody just starts so fighting. True. Everyone is fighting one another. Like apparently, everyone just like look to their left, look to their right, pick the person closest to them, and just started punching. Um, including Kara and Manel, who right after she gets through saying like, "No, no, no, it's not because of any unresolved issues. It's really because of the MJ thing." She starts giving it dishing it out again oh she just unloads it it, it was kind of cathartic because it's yeah. everything you've wanted car to say for the last season and yes. a half yes it's exactly. like stop being so apologetic and let this man know what you felt and it's i like thank yes. you and i love that she says like she like airs her grievances and they're all completely valid. Like you were a liar the entire time and you, you know, and then I, I went out on a limb for you and I got you a job at Catco. And what did you do? You let, you know, Eve do all your work and you got it on with her in the closet. And then I, instead of apologizing to me, I apologized for you to you for trying to make you a better person. Like I just, I, I gave my heart to a lying jackass, she says, and he comes back, reformed and wants to reminisce about the good times <laughs> like cutting but so true and honestly like uh, she oh she was understating it like she could have been so much more angry and would have been justified but i felt like it was almost like maybe some people who are who have not been the biggest monel fans on the show it was almost like cara finally said everything that all of those viewers have been yes. thinking the whole time yes. it's like they they finally get a mouthpiece in angry Kara, and it was like, "Thank you." Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's so true. She said what so many people have been thinking because he really he was very. I mean, he's been very flawed, you know, almost since the, really since the start. Not not as much anymore, obviously, but he's he's going through a real big redemption arc now. But well, he, you know, seven years you get time to grow. Yeah, you know, absolutely, it, absolutely, it happens for sure, for sure. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. He's he's had plenty of time to grow when you when you factor that in. But but yeah, he started out as kind of a turd, and she tells him <laughs> so. Good uh, for you, Kara. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fact that I I love that she she brought up something that is you know like the fact that she apologized to him and she was doing the right thing. Like why did she have to apologize to him for trying to make him a better person? Like that's ridiculous that she felt the need to apologize. Um, but that's that's a thing that happens. Uh, yeah. and 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 i i was glad to see them acknowledge that i i think that it says a lot you know because this this episode was the teleplay was uh, written by by two women i think that 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 translates and that we get this kind of those kind of details you know it's one thing for him for her to be telling him off it's another for her to choose those specific details that are it's like someone who went back and watched season two and was like, oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And we need to talk about this. And we need to talk about From this. From a woman's perspective, which, yes. which, which is so, so refreshing here. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, MJ just blows the bloody doors off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I had does. Michael Caine in Thank my head you. the entire time because it was just like he first he just sets out like this nuclear blast of a yeah. psychic wave and then he just phases through the ceiling and like and my five year, like it's nothing my five-year-old was actually going 
is is that the bad guy? And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 he, he's not the bad guy. He just he's having a difficult time. He's having a because bad day. He's having a bad day. But of course, then uh, you know all the cell doors in the do open, and he was like, okay, he bad. But those are the bad guys. Yes, son. The monsters are the bad guys. Yes. yes. Yeah. We see a Dominator. We see a white Martian. Martian. Uh, some other things that I can't even tell you what they are. Yeah, yeah. All sorts. All sorts of aliens. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't recognize, uh, offhand. I didn't recognize any others, but the Dominator and the white Martian for sure stood out. Uh, and this fight breaks out all over the DEO. Alex and Wynn and Kara are all fighting somebody. Uh, but but uh, Alex starts handing out these psychic inhibitors. She gives one to Kara first, and then they give one to Win. And you know, one by one, they're sort of trying to you know neutralize the the fight. Uh, Pam from HR is real. Pam mad from Wynn. HR. <laughs> yes, we finally get to meet Pam from HR. There was, she is. She, she the, she's no longer the stuff of legend. She, nope, she's been referenced, and now we've seen her. She is now canon. <laughs> yep. Uh Monel uses his cape to stop a rocket launcher. Someone I... fires a rocket launcher indoors. <laughs> and Monel's cape is able to stop it. That's smart that smart fabric going to work. Oh my I'm sorry. I had totally had incredibles um, you know, lines totally. going on. <laughs> well like... well, I mean, first of all, since last week it's no capes. No caps, darling. No caps. But now it's all the different spandex things and everything from that that scene, that scene where she's like testing all the all the suits, the super suits, and like all the putting them all through. The, they're they're fireproof, they're waterproof, they're stretchproof, all that stuff. That's kind of what the rocket launcher thing reminded me of. Oh yeah, I was just like, oh, oh, darling, that oh, darling. darling. I live in the now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. and then um. Of course, I didn't. The, the great scene where John is reaching out to MJ and just like trying to talk to him because MJ is starting to look around and yeah. actually like come to his senses. Because it's not just the giving of the independence. I really do feel like the dementia is is not allowing him to hold on to his emotion. I mean, besides the fact that he's bleeding his emotions throughout the entire building, but it's also not allowing him to keep that stoicness you talked about. Yeah. Like, he, he's not able to keep in check the way he normally would, but th- but then there's that moment of clarity where he looks around and he sees everything and he does acknowledge, this is my fault. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's it's becoming undeniable that it's, it's, it's him. Although he does have a moment where he's like, no, you're tricking me. Like, why, you know, you're, you're, he's just, he's confused. You know, his, his, his brain is not what it used to be, unfortunately. And he's sort of, he's, he's, he's not quite sure who to believe, what to think. You know, is my son tricking me? Is, you know, why would he do this to me? And, and John is pleading with him. Uh, but right then, a white Martian attacks. Uh, and so Jean turns into Martian Manhunter, like like drops the Hank Henshaw look and and uh, goes off to fight the White Martian. And while he's doing that, Kara manages to convince MJ, like, you know, let your son help. You helped him. You you raised him. You took care of him. Let him do the same for you. Uh, and right as MJ's power is sort of reeking, it's uh, reaching the peak of its destructiveness. And we're starting to see windows getting blown out and everything. Um you know, he he says to Jean, like, okay, go ahead, you know, do what you need to do. And he puts those cuffs on him. They're not really handcuffs. They're more like they neutralize the, the brainwave activity or, or, or whatever um, and, and stop the whole episode. So, so somehow all the prisoners get put back in their cells, I assume, but we don't really see that part. <laughs> well, it, 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 we never have to – we never get to see the cleanup. Right. No. But remember, there's all of those DEO agents. They all had to go off and do something. So yeah. I think, you know, they all worked as a team and they got them all put back in their cells, especially after some Martian on Martian violence. I guess. I just I feel like the Dominator and the White Martian probably took some more more work to, to kind of coax back in their cells. But who knows? Ah, well, <laughs> details, this, details, details, details. We don't need to worry about those. Uh, Sam is on the phone with Ruby and she says, oh, you know, honey, I'm contagious, but I'm at the hospital and, you know, Lena's going to come take care of you. Don't worry. It's all okay. Uh, but right after she hangs up, she orders Lena not to let her know where Ruby is until she's cured because she doesn't want to risk, you know, turning into rain and going and hurting Ruby. 
Which I think is, which I appreciate, like, that is smart and thoughtful on Sam's part. Like, keep me in the dark as much as you can. The less I know, the better. Right. It also kind of leads me to to question, does Sam even know where she is? Like, Mm. does she know she's in, that she's in L Corp? Or does she she just think she's in? She could be in some underground bunker somewhere. She doesn't know. Exactly. So that was another question. Like, I appreciated the honesty of, I don't need to know where she is, and don't you ever tell me. But then I also made me question, does she know where she is, which would be an even safer level of protection? Yeah, that's true. That's true. If she doesn't know where she's starting from, then she won't be able to get to to where she's going as easily. That's a good point. I don't know. They didn't really address that. My, I mean, there's no reason to think that she does know where she is. Like, she could be anywhere. Uh, but then again, she might have, I mean, she's smart, and she works there. Like, she might figure out, like, well, the only place they'd have these facilities is, is here. I, I don't know. There, there's arguments to be made on both sides, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we go back to the DEO, and, and you know, I appreciated MJ's apology, but I almost wanted to go. You don't have to kind of apologize in front of everybody. Yeah. I mean, we all know you got a problem. It's one of those things that you feel bad for him because it's like we all know you have a problem. It's it, and it's not one hundred percent your fault. Yeah, you can't really but, help it. Yeah. So, but still, it. I think it just shows growth that he's finally learning to accept his new normal. Like, yes. Yeah, I, I think that's what the scene shows, that MJ understands I have to, you know, I have to give up the car keys. Yes, exactly. I have to give up some control, and, you know, I apologize to everybody who was harmed because I was, you know, reluctant to, to do that. So, I, you know, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very mature decision that does show growth. Oh, yeah. I would expect nothing less from MJ. Exactly, exactly. James shows up again uh, at Lena's office. Uh, he brings her Chinese takeout, and uh, which she finds, you know, she's very charmed and touched by that, that he did something so thoughtful. She invites him to stay. He was, he was just going to drop it off and leave and just make sure she was fed because he knew she was busy. Uh, but she says, yeah, you know, hang out. And, and she tells him, you know, listen, what we have is really good. I, I really like this. Um, but you know, there's going to be times where I'm going to have to keep secrets and, and he respects that. He says, you know, I've, I have loved ones too, who, who needs to keep secrets. And I, I'm, I'm, I get it. I get it. Like, I, I, I'm with you. Like, you know, if, if you don't think you can tell me something, you don't have to. And she, she really appreciates it. He says like, you don't have to tell me what it is, but just tell me, is it going well? And she says, not yet, but it will. So she's still hopeful. She's still hopeful that, you know, now they have the rain DNA, and uh, and Sam is on board, and maybe maybe this, they can actually beat this thing. I appreciate the maturity of the relationship in this scene because yeah. I'm sorry. On the CW shows, everyone's got a secret. Everyone thinks they have got to keep the secret from the person, and and this it was kind of nice to, for for two people to go. No, I have a se- I have secrets. I'm always going to have secrets. I'll, and I think her line was, "I won't always be able to share everything with you." Yeah, and you know what? That's just refreshingly honest it is like it is it's not the whole like if you can't be honest with me then we can't be together it's like no listen i'm gonna be honest with you like uh, I'll, I'll be honest about my dishonesty <laughs> you know well, it's like dishonesty it's like, i, I will be you. right i'm gonna be honest about how much i'm how much i'm going to omit yes but that yes. doesn't mean i'm gonna lie to you and i, I like that i'll admit that there is a secret right which is more than we can say for a lot of other cw shows like where they're like no no no, there's no secret i'm just nope i'm just an average person there's nothing nope nothing weird about me she's like no listen there are secrets and i'll acknowledge that but i just can't tell you what they are i and 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 from my point of view that is a greatly appreciated it's thank you lena a mature adult relationship <laughs> where they communicate this is where this is why Lena is fastly becoming one of my favorite characters on this show. Agreed, agreed. She's growing on me, and I already liked her, but she's growing on me by leaps and bounds lately. Uh, and yeah. I didn't think that was possible. I, I thought I, you know, that she was as likable as could be, but she's she is this season really, really. Uh, they're really exploring her character in ways that I really enjoy. Well, I think it's the benefit of making her a series regular, which means For that. Sure. They're going to give her more time. They're, you know, you're almost like, personally, if you're paying them that much, you might as well put them in the episodes. Sure. Plus the fact that Katie McGrath is just, you know, she's, she's fun. I, I mean, I've not seen the other stuff she's done, but her performance in the show has made me want to go and seek that out. You know, me too. Me too, as a matter of fact. I, I, I have been, her, her, uh, performance 
is so, because because this is such a um an enigma of a character her choices as an actor are really intriguing to me uh so yeah i i t- i also would like to kind of check out some of her her other work because i i think she's a really really great actress yeah uh, it'll probably be merlin that'll probably be the first one to check out sure. because it, it's well known and i like the subject matter but you know it's just it's just nice when they add a character to a show and you go good one that was yeah. that's a plus yeah yeah exactly Oh, and then we, of course we get more Cara Monel. You know, it's the it's it's finally like the debrief of okay. Now that we're calm, let's deal with what we just said to each other. Let's let's, yeah. let's deal with the truth. But I love the line at the end. Once again, showing Monel's growth as a character. He said, "Let's make a deal. No more apologies." And I was like, "Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh no, stop apologizing to each other. Just." You're both screwed up at some point. Let's stop apologizing and go be heroes. Yes. Oh, and they flew off together. And I was like, yeah. Just going off on patrol. And then dead birds fall and out of the sky. And then birds start falling from the sky. Uh, there, I don't know if there's something that's ever creepier to me in movies and TV shows than the birds just dropping dead out of the sky. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know what... I don't know what movie or TV show that like first introduced me to that concept, but that just is always giving me an unsettling feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it it's so creepy, uh, and and I mean, obviously, it's meant to be, but boy, oof, is that a creepy sight? And then that's where the episode ends on I, dead birds, dead birds, and then Monel says, "Pestilence, pestilence is here." So so the plagues have begun. Oh boy, that was a that was a fun episode. It was, I, it was a fun episode. These last two weeks have been fun. There, there's seriousness to them, and there's still heart, and there's heaviness, but there's so much fun peppered in. Yeah, I was. Ha- I mean, I have to admit, I'm kind of happy that this was this is the episode you asked me to be on because of how much it does tie into the overall arc of the season. Because yeah. I love serialized television, so I'm always a bigger fan of the arc episodes than I am like the the one offs and the bottle episodes. So it's like, yes, there's rain and Sam and all that stuff in this episode. This is fun. I know, I know. Yeah, this is a good, a good uh, like mythology episode, moving moving things forward, moving the the season arc forward, and getting us getting us that much closer, that much closer to what will surely be a really epic. Uh, finale and and uh, and to a climax for for all this all this stuff we've been building towards. Um, did you by any chance watch the trailer for next week's episode? I did because there's this thing called live television Crazy. that you can get with an antenna, mm-hmm. and I actually and I never watch these shows live. I am always like delayed on the CW app. So yes, I did watch the, the, the trailer for next week. So we'll be able to talk about that after you talk about all the shows you do, you guys do. Lovely, lovely. Well, great. Let's, let's jump into that in a second here. Uh, for those of you who are not sticking around, cause you don't want to get spoiled on next week, Scott, why don't you do us a favor and tell us where we can find you on the internet. Well, uh, if you want to reach out to me, the best place to find me is on Twitter. I can be found at my handle at ScottDC27. And you can also uh, f- listen and find the show that I'm on, the Suicide Squadcast, where we talk about uh, DC entertainment in general, but really with a focus on you know, the movie news and reviews. And you can find that at Suicide Squadcast on Twitter and uh, SuicideSquadcast.com. Very good. Very good. And I do recommend you check those shows out because they put out some A-plus top-notch content, uh, uh, of which I'm a fan, and I think that uh, you'd enjoy it as well. Um, so, uh, But when you're not checking out Scott and all his wonderful podcasts, we put out, we put out a handful of podcasts, too, that I think you might like. Um, if you like Supergirl TV Talk, um, you can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Email us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TV Supergirl. We live tweet the show uh, every Monday, so be sure and join us for that. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, of course. We, we love those iTunes reviews, and those mean a whole lot to us. Um, so I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for 
for those. Uh, and you can also find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You'll find this show. You'll find Beer with Geeks. You'll find Hate Watch with us. You'll find Academy Rewind and Tolkien TV Talk. You're getting it. There's a lot of shows. Um, and they're all at, at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. I'm also really excited. You can find Supergirl TV Talk anywhere podcasts are found now, including Spotify. Um, so check us out there as well. I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Patreon.com slash thought bubble audio as well if you'd like to kick a few bucks our way and help us help us keep the lights on and, and get some uh bonus content in, in return. I love all your I love your shows. I love Thanks, so buddy. many of your shows. Thank you. That's very kind of you. You're a kind man. You're a kind man. A kind man who watched the trailer for Of Two Minds, episode <laughs> sixteen. I didn't even know what the episode title was, so thank you. It's good there to you know. Go. Um, I, it was really weird because it's one of those trailers that really doesn't reveal a whole lot. I was mm. a little surprised by that, but I did love Imra's one big line, which was, I'm from the future and you failed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, that's, that's, that felt like a sick burn on her part. And I'm like, cause she hasn't been around since she revealed to Monel. Like, we didn't find out what it was, but she revealed to Monel, like, they came to the past on purpose. Yeah. So, I'm kind of waiting to see, like, what's your attitude towards Kara now that everything's out in the open? Right, right. No more pretense. Like, what's your, what's the deal? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she says, you don't know what you're up against. And, and yeah, you fail. Like, blight happens, you fail. So, but we see there's, like, this old guy with a mysterious nosebleed and, and wind gets sick. And Monel says it's contagious, it's fatal. Wynne says there's no cure. We see this, you know, Jean saying we don't want to have a panic, but then apparently there is a citywide panic. Uh, and uh, more of Sam raining out. Yep. Because I'm sure with the world killers approaching, you know, that just really turns her, you know, Kryptonian self into, you know, up to 11. Right. You know, I, right. I, I'm curious whether she stays locked up. Like, does she break free of the next episode, especially with an episode title like Of Two Minds? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just makes, me, makes me wonder because Lena's got a nice little setup there, but just kind of curious, like, how long is it going to hold? Yeah, I, I agree. And we do see, we do see, like, the, there's one shot kind of quick. Where we see Kara in what looks like it might be it might be the lab, um, like the the lab that we saw her in today. Like she's tapping on the that barrier glass thing, um, and Lena is in the background along with Jean. So it looks like they're going to be in in Lena's lab. Um, Ooh, okay, but but. You know, is is Rain still there or has she already gotten out? That's what I don't know. And there's also a scene like of like a really heavy enforced door like being blown off yes. its hinges. Yes. So, yes. so I wonder if that's someone breaking in, someone breaking out. Right. You know, what's gonna happen? What does it all mean? Yeah. It's um and it's still we still have so many episodes to go like it's 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 there's so much time for the story to unfold still there's still several several episodes ahead so it's it's exciting but it's like they're 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 taking their time with this like it's it's building it's building it's building but but we still have it's we're in that nice that we're in that nice time scott where you've got you know, we're getting towards the end of the season. We're in the back half, and and we're we're looking down the barrel at the end. But there's still so much story that you can still sink your teeth into and really enjoy. This has been a really well paced season. I, I have agree. to. Um, I felt I I felt like they've gotten a groove that season one and season two did not have. But this season, they've kept the arc like they've kept their eyes on the target as far as the arc is concerned, and but they've paced it out to where I'm not like. Oh my God! When is this going to be over? But I'm, but I'm also not feeling like it's moving too quickly. It's, it's like they've hit a sweet spot this season. That's a good and way I'm, to put it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it is. It is like a sweet spot, um, it, where, where you've got an episode like last week. You know, it's, it's not strictly related to the, the, 
the season arc of of the the big bad for the season but it's still there's character development and there's little moments that tie back to to some of the characters interpersonal relationships even if it's not strictly about rain Right, um, I mean, the whole thing with MJ and then yes. with the Kate thing. Like, yes. I was, I was actually impressed how much from the last episode actually carried over into this episode. Usually, there's not that much continuity of those kind of things, That's and that true. was, and it was really tight that way. And I, and once again, I think that lends itself to why this season has been so well paced overall. Agreed. agreed. Yeah, they've done a nice job of. I think you're right. They found their stride, and they kind of. Uh, have figured out how to put those moments even into an episode that's not really a, a you know season arc episode. There's still little moments that service the 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 season's story. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've uh, I'm I, the and the trailers have been really really exciting and they've there, there's some really fun moments in every episode that they're able to tease and and get you get you hooked for for next week last week it was seeing Monel's suit in this uh, the trailer for this episode and now it's Imra coming out and saying that the car is going to fail uh and and win being sick like those are things that are that are not that I wasn't going to watch anyway but those hook me in all the more yeah, I mean, I, I never watch the trailers, so because they don't show those on the app, so it's oh, it, so sure. I so it it I never have that. I'd like I I'm being driven forward just based solely on like what's in the episode. Like they're keeping me interested enough just with the actual episode sure. content to just keep on moving forward. Sure, 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 sure. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense, and that that's a testament to the show itself. That even, you know you don't need promotional material to be excited for what comes next. You just need an episode. Just need a good and episode, and they've been delivering on those. Absolutely. Well, listen, oh, man. Scott, this, this, this has been, been a blast. so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad we were able to do this. Uh, it's always fun chatting with you, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That means a lot. Well, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Of course, uh, I look forward to the next time we get together, and maybe next time we'll have a beer in our hands again. Who knows? It's so much more fun when I'm not sober. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for joining, man. (laughs) Thanks for having me. And until next time, up, up, and away.